Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Guilford College Effect. This will be our first episode of the podcast. Um, we hope you saw our intro video. Uh, my name is Connor Moran. I'm a freshman here at Guilford. I'm joined by my co-host. Um, Darius Fabio Bassi. So, yeah, like Connor said, this is our first episode, Sunday, April 16th, and we are so excited to show you all what we have in store for not only this episode, but our podcast as a whole. So we are super excited and thrilled to have our first guest with us, Joshua Wilson. What's up, guys? Uh, Joshua Wilson, a freshman at Guilford Theater, student and education student. <laughs> so just, just tell us a little bit about you and... Okay, um, a little bit about me. I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I moved down to Greensboro just to come to Guilford. I've done theater all of my life, pretty much since like around somewhere like the third grade or something, when like we all had to do it because it was a yeah. tiny school yeah. and they wanted to encourage theater. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it just stuck. About a decade and a half later, I'm paying money to do it in college. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of theater do you do? So I have recently started doing films. Um, like what? Like what kind of genre? Like a few, sh- like the one that I recorded a few weeks ago with Brandon Taylor and Miles Hines, who were the directors. Uh, they're both like film students here. That was like a little horror film that okay. I, I recorded with them. And I'm currently doing another film with Brandon that we, we shot this morning. It was like, it's around like 6.30 right now. I was up at 6.30 on set in the oh, morning wow. doing that. And I've been running all day since. Um, but I love acting. I mostly do stage stuff. I'm working on a stage production right now that's going to be going up on Friday and Saturday, the 21st and 22nd. Awesome. So, Where will that be? That will be in Sternberger Auditorium, so like right in Founders and to that's the That's right. the one that's upstairs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so if y'all are on campus, um yeah. be yeah, sure to, to check out. be sure to check out Josh's work. It's very impressive. <laughs> Thank you. And so I know that you've just started up the Revelers Club again, is that right? Yeah. So um okay. One thing that I feel like might be a thing. I'm not the sole leader of Revelers, um, as much as I appreciate the credit being thrown to me in that direction. Um, there was a big, there, there was a group behind it. Uh, Zoe Jordan was one of the people to like help me get it back up and like really to encourage me to go forward with it. Also, Blake Taylor, who was a professor here last semester. Um, but I am directing the production that we're currently doing as the Revelers. It's called Stick Fly. And it's a play about an upper-class black family set in 2005, and they're, like, coming home to have a family reunion, and there's a bunch of, like, melodrama and stuff like that. And, like, it's a really powerful story that talks about a lot of different things between, like, race dynamics and, like, gender dynamics and also, like, family hierarchy and uh, family dynamics. There's, There's so much there and I got to direct that production and I'm also acting in it. So Super cool. Yeah. Just does the I don't know why it stuck out. Does two thousand five like matter significantly yeah. or well, like so like I'm like, huh, that's one year after I was born. <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. uh, I mean it is the year that I was born. There um, you go. go. <laughs> Alright, there it is. Like, technically this probably would have been taking place before I was born. But um it's just that, that was the year the play was written in. 
And you can kind of tell by like some of the conversation and some of like the colloquialisms and like the terminology used. You want to give us a little insight? What do you mean by that? Yeah, so like some of the conversations that they, and I don't want to spoil too much of the drama, but like sure. 05 is like when like smartphones started becoming a thing, okay. thing, right? And like one of the first things in like the first scene is that my character is the only one there with a smartphone. And like my younger brother in the show, who's played by EJ, he like freaks out about me having a smartphone. <laughs> and um, a few like other things as well, like a few terms that we don't really use anymore, just because not like not like even big like slang terms, just like a few words that have kind of fallen out of the English, like of our English throughout time. Sure. Yeah. So that's the only reason that like O five is necessarily important. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but just think more modern. Gotcha. We're not looking back. As opposed yet. to like the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, no, or, we're like, yeah, something <laughs> like post war kind of stuff. It's like no. we're just like more modern than anything. Yeah. Um I mean honestly, I know Connor and I, we know Josh firsthand through our ethical leadership um, scholarship, and you can definitely see the leadership that is prevalent in Absolutely. all of Josh's work. I mean, just spearheading, reviving these clubs, you know, being in musicals, being an artist as well. It's just a lot to handle, and you've definitely shown that you can do all that while being a college student, even though it may seem difficult, you can do it. So if you just want to talk more about, like, I guess how ethical leadership plays a role in your work. Yeah, they're, all, they're just buttering me up because I'm on the podcast. No, no. <laughs> no I, I do appreciate it. Um, yeah, so I guess my philosophy when I got to college, which I kind of talked about in the article that they put on the website, which is a whole other thing. Like, that's a whole other thing to talk about. But, like, my philosophy coming into college was that, you know, like, you really have to make your experience your own. Yeah. Like, you are paying to be here. You are dedicating, even if you're not dedicating, like, even if you're here for a year, that's a year of your life. Yeah. And especially coming off it's the pandemic. It's a big pandemic. commitment. Yeah. It really is a big commitment. Like, you're putting time into being here, like, make something out of it yeah. like find what you like doing look for things to do and like that's what i really took up especially with theater like there's a production that i wanted to put on so i went and i asked people if they wanted to do it they said yes we made rehearsal schedules that were with everyone's time um i think it really just takes you know one thing that i've noticed is like you know, maybe in high school it was a little tricky. I went to a smaller high school still, but and I, I know that Darius went to a massive high school. <laughs> I don't know about you, Josh, but, you know, at a smaller school still, even, it was like, if, if you wanted something done, sometimes the answer was just too bad. Like, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, like, you, you no, it's not going to happen. But, like, especially being a part of the ethical leadership program, and, but just in Guilford in general, I believe that anybody, like, if you have the idea and you want to do it, Go do it. Find the people and you're supported. And so I think that, you know, just taking those steps is yeah. big. 
I think that like well my high school was like pretty like pretty big almost bigger than Guilford like or as big as Guilford yeah. if that's like in Guilford a small college so like we like how that compares yeah um except my high school was one building so we were all kind of like pushed together but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no it was like big and there were definitely like opportunities to find what you wanted to do the first time that I ever directed a play was at like my high school uh, coming to Guilford was the first time that I decided, you know what, I'm going to, like the first time I directed in high school, I had two other co-directors and I didn't pick the show and granted I did great work on it, it came out great and I'm still like in contact with people that I did that show with. However, I I had the, like I loved, I loved Stick Fly as a play. I acted in it as a sophomore in high school mm-hmm. and I wanted to direct it and I wanted a chance to like really make that show mine and I knew that I could and the only thing that was like the only thing that would stop me was just like me not doing it and I wasn't gonna like let myself do that yeah right I think that's one of the things that I've noticed especially at being in Guilford is like if something doesn't go through sometimes I mean money's an issue at times but, like, oftentimes, it's just, like, if you stop. Like, if I have an idea and I've got support from faculty, staff, whoever, and I push for it and I keep at it, it's going to happen. And it's only going to fail if I stop. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, yeah, that's one thing that I want to say. Like, uh, Beth Ritson, the head of the theater department, she gave me the theater and she gave me the lights and she gave me the space. And uh, John, who's the technical director of our department, definitely like helped us like move the lights around and set some of that stuff up but like pretty much everything that we did we did on our own like costuming we did with our own clothes that we own at home a lot of props are things that we just like took from places on campus Mm -hmm. and like a lot of like a lot of the like all the promotion we did ourselves and like i think that's just like it for me like as difficult of an experience as it was the best part of it is that I got to have it and that I got to create this body of work with a really amazing group of people that we're going to get to like share with an audience. And you get to, you know, there's a part of it that's like the grind is what's great. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, and that's one of the things I also appreciate about Guilford too is like, you know, they provide you these things like, you know, Beth's provided you the space, the lights, the team, you know, John helped you with the lighting and everything. But, like, at the same time, it's not like they were spoon-feeding you. They gave you what you needed, but then you had to do it. And I think that's one of the great things about Guilford is they provide you what you need to start, and then they say, go. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's exactly what I was thinking. We're on the same page. I was just going to say, it gives you that sort of independence that you need for transitioning from high school to college to the job world after i don't want to say the real world because we've been in the real world but Mm -hmm. like the job world the workforce um you know you need that source of independence to actually go out and do something on your own and i love that guilford offers you the supplies but they don't tell you what to do or how to use them they say here's what you need to succeed and it's up to you to figure out how you are going to succeed i mean just even taking it back to this podcast Right. Like, Guilford, right. <laughs> Guilford has gave us the equipment and have just been like, here, go and do what you want to do and 
just and have inspired it. us. Yeah, exactly. And we are doing it. So, you know, and it's great because it's like, especially with the podcast and what it seems like, it's very similar in, in the, the theater situation. It's like they said, here's the microphones, here's a room. We asked for lights. They gave us lights because we thought we were going to video, but we backed off that idea. Mm-hmm. But they gave us everything that we needed to make a full, like, YouTube series podcast with microphones and professional equipment and said, go. And the thing is, we, we, I mean, I've asked certain people for opinions and everything, but I've not, you know, we don't have a professor of podcasting here yeah. who, who is like a master podcaster. Maybe we do and I don't know it, but like, you know, we don't have anybody that's a master of this. We have to figure this out. I mean, gosh, Darius and I spend hours in here just like reading, you know, not papers, but like articles and tutorials on like different mic settings and everything and just trying to figure it all out yeah and you know yeah. and it's it's been a grind to get here but that's what's been so awesome about it because if it was easy it would be like all right great i just yeah. got got this handed to me i mean that's almost ex- like exactly like like let's let's a random facet of theater that i've like picked up like for like i had no idea i've never worked in like a lot of design aspects Mm -hmm. so like costume design is something that like i've never really had to touch yeah and prop design something i've never really had to touch and even in like set designing like i've never really had to be the person like i've just been the actor or Mm -hmm. i've just been the director and like my directing for this production included me taking on like a lot more of like the design stuff and like other roles and there was the okay well we'll give you like you can go in this prop closet and you can use like our wardrobe if you want to but like you're on your own which was very challenging in some ways but like I guess as I've like reflected on it more like recently like I feel like sometimes I and like people in general have a tendency to like like want help and to like feel like they need help and I think that part of the beauty of doing stick fly has been just like the only help that I've had in terms of like actually putting things together has been the group of people that I casted right like that's and like a few like occasional people who I'll bring in to like look at something but like all of it has been the six or seven of us in that room like how do we think that this should look and what ideas do you have for a costume for this scene and like how do we feel about maybe pulling out this fridge instead of this one Mm -hmm. well there are like three right here in this room which one do we want to pull out and just like a lot of that's been one of the most like rewarding parts about this for me just like putting it all together just with the group of people that I had and you two like innocent like in the same way getting the equipment and then being like how can we make this work how do we want this to run which I really respect thank you absolutely you know it's it's great because like they just they there's a certain level of trust that they Mm -hmm. give in us I mean we're just freshmen yeah literally like I'm local but y'all are coming from Baltimore and yeah. Culver City, like I mean, yeah. we're talking about six hours and six hour flight. Car, six hour yeah. flight by car. We're talking two days travel, yeah. like, at least. I mean, and they're just like, yep, here, also here's all the stuff that you could yeah. ever need to be a podcaster. Have it, and it's like, wow, okay, this is pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, so when I 
originally had my first meeting with Beth to set up doing a production in the spring, there was a lot of things that I had to convince her of and a lot of things that like we had to talk about before I started doing it. So there was obviously, you know, like the the issue of like when can you like when would we schedule it with like other things that might be happening on campus and then there was the issue of do we want to put money into this? Do we just want to like make it a thing that you do? And we had like an hour long meeting which resulted in we'll give you the space, we'll give you access to facilities, but besides that, you're on your own. Right, yeah. And I remember even at first kind of like thinking, okay, well, I don't listen to that on my own, but like, can I ask for help here? Or like, yeah. And then eventually it just became a thing of like, I just had to learn to do it myself. And I had the group of people that I had with me and they were all amazing. Um, Jay Dixon helped a lot with costumes. Uh, Zoe, we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. helped a lot with like, almost assist like not almost assistant directing and like everyone in that like we as a group created that production right and I'm glad that I got to be the one to bring everyone together and that I got to be the one to like pick the show and get my people but we as a group and all of our time and efforts are the reason that the show is happening. And I could not be prouder of anyone involved in the show. Yeah. Um, I guess just for the sake of it, just one last time before we talk about your music and such, just yeah. when and where will your next project be and how can you get there? All right. So Stickfly will be taking place at 7 p.m. in Sternberger Auditorium at Guilford College, which is right in Founders Hall and to the right. It will be free tickets, so you can just show up and come see the show. The house will be open at 6.30, and I'm going to make a recommendation that y'all get there pretty much when the house opens. Okay. Because we're expecting pretty big audiences. It's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Um, just based on the way that we've like promoted the thing and the way that we've like shared it around and like... We had the idea of, like, reaching out to, like, departments that we thought would be interested, like, their students would be interested in, like, clubs that might be interested, Mm -hmm. and just, like, sending them an email, like, hey, we're doing this thing, like, maybe you guys will want to come see it, you know, putting posters up, social media, we've done multiple events on campus to promote it, Most most of the events on campus being, like, Sylvie's idea, but, like, we're expecting really big audiences nice. and I'm, I really think that there's something for everyone to take out of Stick Fly as a show there's like a lot of things like I learn a new thing every time I pick the script up and mm-hmm, sure. I've had the play in my life for three years I acted in it once and now I'm directing it and acting in it a second time yeah. and there's still like new things that I recognize every time I read the script mm-hmm. so I think that coming to see it is a worthwhile experience for everyone now are you playing the same character or are you changing so it's actually funny how that worked out Originally, I wasn't going to act in the show. Uh-huh. Um, I was just going to direct, and yeah. I was, uh, that was it. But one of the actors ended up dropping out of the show like relatively early on, and then I decided to pick up that role. So I'm playing the brother of the guy I played in the, like, the first time I did the show. <laughs> oh, okay. So my character's name is Flip, and when I first 
did the show, I played Flip's brother, Ken. Gotcha. So that was a fun thing, you know, (laughs) getting to, like, play almost, like, the opposite role while still getting to, you know, like, direct and be hands-on with my original role. I I feel like that was almost my favorite part of doing this whole thing. That's awesome. Like, you get a different connection because you can almost, like... Like, I, I mean, I don't act very much, but, like, I feel like you, you almost, like, embody the character that you're acting as, and mm-hmm. now you're, like, getting to embody the opposite character, but yeah. you already know how the other character, like, feels to an extent, yeah. not just how they are on paper, so, like, that's got to be a pretty yeah. pretty dang cool thing to get into. It makes it definitely more easy to direct that character. Sometimes, sometimes it makes it hard not to be hard on the actor playing that character, because you're like, oh, when I did this, you know, this is yeah. what I did. But also, like, I get to be the director in it, so then I get to, like, have this say of, like, oh, we did it this way this time, how about we try it, like, when I did it, how about we try it, th- like, in a different way? Yeah. It, it's a really fun experience getting ne- like to work next to EJ, um, who's playing Ken, and he's really good in the role. Right. Really and it's good. and it's great because you can come at it from the director's point of like you need to be very critical at times to make sure it's exactly how you want it. But at the same time, you have the experience as his character, so you can say like, look, here's what I did when I did it, and this is what I did wrong. Mm-hmm. Here's what I did right, and you get to pick and choose what you want out of that. Yeah. So it's a really cool. I think another interesting thing about Stickfly is that half of the cast, and I would almost argue that the, like, three, like, it's an ensemble piece, so I wouldn't say, like, three main characters, but, like, the three most, like, impactful characters in the show are being played by people who are acting for the very first time. That's that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. And that that wasn't, that was, like, that was coincidence, but it was a really cool coincidence. And then, like, the, like, myself, Zoe, and Chandler, who are playing, like, Still, again, so three very important characters, but like the three kind of more like less secondary, crucial, like yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're the actors. Like this is the seventeenth, like my seventeenth show ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zoe's somewhere around that mark. Chandler's not too far behind us. Yeah, and it's EJ, Marley, and Juliana who are acting for the first time and like stepping up into the biggest roles of the yeah, show. Yeah, that's awesome. It, I, I'm, I've told them this before, and I guess they'll hear it here, too. I'm really proud of them. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine being, like... Is this your first time directing, too? First time directing on my own. Okay. Well, first time directing on your own and just, yeah. you know, seeing it all culminate and come, come out how you dreamed of it. And, I mean, like... Yeah. I've never had anything anything close to that. And I also think that one of the most beautiful things about it, and, like, I I might have to explain it to make it more sense, is that, like, one of the most beautiful things about directing it is that everything isn't exactly how I envisioned it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, my directing philosophy, and in general, my leadership philosophy, is that, like, I can walk into a space with all of the ideas but I will never act like I have all of the answers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, like, I can walk into a rehearsal, and I did, with, like, these long note sheets of, like, here's how I think everything should look, and then we'll be in the middle of a scene, and then Zoe will make a choice, and I'm like, that's perfect, keep that. Or, like, EJ will do something, and I'm like, why did I not think of that? And even in terms of, like, costumes, like, of course, not every single, like, we couldn't, we, we couldn't, we didn't have the time or, like really need to like design a bunch of costumes on our own so like every costume isn't exactly how i imagined it but like it's the show that we ended up with through a bunch of like group collaboration and a bunch of rehearsal and Mm -hmm. a lot of work and that's the really cool part to me it's not 
the exact show I envisioned going on the stage. It's not even the exact cast that I originally had, but it's the cast that... That you're working with. That's what you're getting. Yeah, and it's the cast that deserves to be on that stage and the cast that, like, put a lot of work in. Yeah, they've grinded with you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Darius kind of touched on it. So, obviously, we know it a little bit better than maybe the (laughs) audience does. uh, But so, you know, you're also a musician. Yeah. And so... I mean, a great musician. Uh, yeah, a great <laughs> musician. I mean, I mean, I'm tempted to do the ad lib, but I might let you do it. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, King King Josh here. <laughs> so you know, you just dropped an album, but you this is not your first. Well, album, EP, whatever yeah. you want to call it, but this is not your first. You've got this one. You had Therapy Volume One, yeah, and two maybe, or have you d- done so, two? Or, yeah, but you're somewhere in there. Yeah. So I get to kind of put on now now the rapper hat. Um yeah, so I I did just released a project called Chronicles of Us. And it's a six song EP, five songs in the interlude, but it's mm-hmm. six songs. Um it is technically my third EP. And mm-hmm. there are a few singles in between because the first one I released in 2021 was Rainy Days. And I guess if I'm going to talk about how I got into yeah, sure. music. Yeah. Um, at the time when I started writing music, we were in lockdown. I was, I was in one of the worst mental spaces of my life. Like things were really rough. I was going through... A lot of different things at that time. And I had a friend, um, Khalil, who makes music as a kill. We've now got three songs out together. Um, He made music and he kind of like got me into it. He got me into writing and then one day he just gave me a call and was like, yo, uh, come to the studio, Uh, like just pull up and we'll record something. And that was the day that I recorded my first song. That's which awesome. is which one? Oh, uh, standards actually. Standards. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I've heard that one. I didn't know. It was off of Rainy Days, and then okay. like as I've continued to progress with music, I've really seen it as I think the music is a beautiful art form, and I think that music Absolutely. is yeah. a beautiful look into other people's lives and experiences, experiences that are like different than your own, and experiences that you might relate with. And I think that the most important thing for me is just to be me in whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll never release a song that I think is disingenuous the same way that I would never write a movie or play or act in a role that feels disingenuous to me. Like, the most yeah. important thing about my art is that it feels like a piece of me and it feels like I'm sharing something into the world. What was it that, what was it that Cole said? He was like, uh, what is it, like... Instead of capping, why don't you talk about being a broke rapper? Yeah, that's a perspective I can respect because because it's real. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, like that. I think I think Cole said it well. But even what you're saying there, that's exactly what he's talking about. Is like, you know, if I if I <laughs> as a as a you know upper middle class guy start rapping about getting it out of the mud, yeah, and, and making it out the trenches, and you know, like 
And keep, grand, keep, and, keeping an yeah. eye on me because yeah. I'm yeah. scared it's, of the ops yeah. all the time. Like it's, it's, it's just not genuine. Like, it's not. Yeah. It's not me. Yeah. And like, granted, the, like here's the thing about me. Like I did grow up in in Baltimore and in a lower class neighborhood in Baltimore. I'll mm. never act like I had like the toughest upbringing by any means, but like it definitely wasn't the easiest. Yeah. But even like talking about that stuff, like, like, like it's so easy to just make a song that has no meaning and is fun to dance to and is fun to and i've made songs like that Mm -hmm. but it's it's so rewarding and so real to me to make a song that focuses on like things that i'm going through or just to like write a song about something that i'm going through or something that i've been through or something that i'm thinking about and get to record it and let people hear it and like resonate with it and like I think that one of my most rewarding moments as a musician was there was one day I was I was just laying in bed. Uh, I, I think that this was like a few months ago, uh-huh. and I got a text from my friend, and he was like, "Yo, dude, not gonna lie, it's been a rough day, but like I've been listening to Time Hills like all day, and it's really helped." And I was like, "Wow." Yeah. <laughs> It's just crazy the impact that we can like that's have a good on song. people. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that really a good, good I love that. I used to, I mean, when I first got here and I was like in my like fake King Stan phase, when I was like, <laughs> like fangirl, fangirling over you, I'd be like, you know, I'd pull up to class or whatever and I'd be like, have it blasting. <laughs> he but did like, do that. I mean, like, genuinely, it was like, you know, the first time I heard it, I think, the first time I heard it, I would think you had just sent like, it was a clean song because I was trying to play it on the radio station. Yeah. But, you know, I heard it and it was like, wow, it's, a, it's an actually a really deep song. And I really, you know, I enjoyed that song. I mean, it, and it's, and then I learned how to play it. And yeah. We did our little live performance of it that one day. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, like, kind of building off of what Connor said, like, I have buddies at home that make music and I listen to support them. Mm-hmm. And then, but when I listen to your music, I'm not listening to like, oh, this is my buddy's song. I'm listening to it because I'm like, damn, this is like actually like good, and I will, and I have it on my playlist. Like, it's not like, oh, here's like some guy from home who just released twenty. Yeah, he's one of my day ones, so I'm gonna listen to it, and like <laughs> promote it. But it's like when I listen to Josh's stuff, like I can actually resonate with like what he's talking about, and like you can actually like, feel the lyrics and like. It, it just hits you deeper than a normal song would because you can tell that he cares about what he's writing about and you can tell that it's actually genuine. I'm blushing over here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that's the goal. Like, with Time Heals, the story behind that, I mean, it's pretty apparent in the song. It was like, I think that I wrote this the first time that I told, well, my now ex that I, like, loved her. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that song in, like, 30 minutes. And there was yeah. one day that I was in the studio and I was just like messing around with some guitar riffs and then I started thinking of like, oh yeah, I wrote this thing a little while ago and then time heals. Yeah. Um, the project that I just released. So of the projects that I've released, Rainy Days, first project, intro project. Rainy Days has which song on it? Is that That's Go Mode. Go Mode. Go Mode. That's Go Mode. That's that, was, that was one of the that first songs that, that I heard. <laughs> I think that's the song that like everyone is just like it, it's just and I I made it to be the song. Like well, yeah, I mean yeah, you yeah. can tell because it, it's supposed to be the cover songs like yeah. oh, did you hear Go Mode? Like, yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> oh god, the amount of times the fact that this has happened more than twice 
where I've just been in the car with one of my friends. They're on their Spotify going through their like songs, and then Go Mode will come on, and I'm just like, oh, brother. <laughs> and they'll just like, like, bu- like scream my verse at me, and I'm like, I know, guys, I wrote it. My <laughs> verse um, is hard. It, it is very tough. Didn't you write, didn't you write Akil's verse too? Is that what you said or something? I wrote like that? the chorus. You wrote the chorus? Yeah. Akil wrote it, the story behind that song is even crazier. <laughs> Akil wasn't supposed to be on the song at first. That's I, right. That's what she told me. Yeah, because yeah. I'm in the studio, and even my verse was like different. Like my first verse, like the final version is different than the original one that I wrote. But uh-huh. I had plans to just do it by myself. I was in the studio. The energy was there. We were getting into the song, and then Chloe was like, "Yo, let me put a verse on this." And then he starts getting ready for a verse, and then I'm like, "Okay, well, if he's gonna be on here, then I gotta like." I, I gotta go with him, and then I, like I don't rewrite my entire verse, but like I add something to like name drop him with, and like I rearrange a few things, and then we just come out with. That's where is that where the Birdman and Wheezy fall? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from? Yeah, 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 yeah. It what was, was like King and the Kill. We like Birdman and Wheezy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I just, I just came up with that. I was like, yeah, King and Kill, like Birdman. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, Rainy Days was the first project in like August 2021 and then I released something in like May 2022 three songs therapy volume one at the time like it was crazy because all three of those songs came from different studio sessions at different times in my life and I was going through different things and then I was like these songs just like belong together and these songs themselves like create a narrative Mm -hmm. and then I started writing um Chronicles of Us, which is the new release, and Chronicles of Us, Therapy Volume 1, and I guess to spoil my future music, there's a Therapy Volume 2 coming, uh, hopefully by the end of the year, no promises. Okay, I'm going to hold you to it. We're, you're getting a Therapy Volume 2, at least, I'm, I'm going to say by the end of the year. For sure. It, it's, We've talked about this a little bit. I mean, yeah. maybe if we if it works out, we can get me in there on the either on, I mean, on a verse, you know, maybe <laughs> spin a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, the same time, you know, to to be truthful, you know, like the my experiences are very different from yours. So yeah. like, if if you if you drop a verse about like something that's happened to you, and I come on just trying to talk about like. Man, I'm sad. (laughs) It's not going to be the same because it's like I can't relate to like this whatever heartbreak or whatever you went through. And I was like, you know, maybe the guitar solo. That's that's what I'm thinking. The the guitar solo coming in on there? Yeah. No, I mean, I could drop some mean ad libs. I'm not as musically gifted, but I have a way with ad libs, I guess. Let me tell you guys the story of Wasn't Gonna Leave. So Wasn't Gonna Leave is the second of three songs that I have with Akil. Mm-hmm. The third one being um, this song that we made called Attack on Titan, um, but wasn't going to leave. So I remember I was home for which break? I want to say Thanksgiving break. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving because okay, yeah. you called me. Thanksgiving yeah, break. Yeah, because you called I was me. home for Thanksgiving break, and me and Khalil, we decided to have a studio session. So I pull up with like my with my keyboard and nothing. I hadn't written anything. Khalil pulls up and he's like, I mean, I've got something that we might be able to work with. And then I give him the keyboard and he's just like, oh yeah, the beat is made in like 10 minutes. And I'm like, wow. And then I get in the verse and I'm just like, or in the booth and I'm like, all right, let's just try and get through a verse. And then they just ended up clicking so well that I called him and I was like, I'm putting this on Chronicles of Us. Like, I I have to. And that was the reason that Chronicles of Us kind of came... I gave it time before the, the book, like before the release, but once I had fully finished with um, 
wasn't gonna leave. That was like the I need to release more music point. Yeah. And then that's when we got the project. Well, no, no, we've talked we've talked a little bit about, you know, some ideas that we have for you and I trying to collab uh-huh. and everything and everything. And it just hasn't worked out yet, but I mean we We're just busy more, people. Yeah, we got three more years. I mean, yeah. yeah, you know, and we well, you know, well, we did drop one. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, A3M. SoundCloud, SoundCloud, A3M. Check it out. You know, it's, you got it's something. It's something that's under. I'll the, just I'll just say I'll say jo- that I'll yeah. say that was not King. Yeah. That, was that was Guilford the, student Joshua yeah. Wilson. <laughs> and, I, and I will say, um, not King. Guilford student Joshua Wilson definitely has the hardest bars <laughs> out of Connor, Josh, and I because. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't really listen to the beat when I was making my bars, so it's kind of offbeat, but their work is solid. That's Mine, awesome. So that's, all, that's all objective. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Stuck my finger in the outlet, felt a big jolt. It's pretty, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty hard. You really have a way with the words there. I really do. <laughs> I think that one of the best things about Guilford is that it just encourages community in a way like that, where... Yeah. Literally, I was sitting in my philosophy class, getting an email from these two, and they're like, <laughs> let's make a song. And I'm like, guys, are you for real? And then, like, like two days later, we're in this exact room that we're recording this podcast in. And well, I think, I think even the best part is, like, I'm like, guys, we should make a song. And Darius is like, sending 14 fire emojis, like, heck yeah, let's do this. What should we write it about? And you, te- you email, like... Wait, are you serious? And then, like a minute later, I send the first verse, and because I wrote it in like I was—I mean, I was typing away during during being taught about probably deontology or, or utilitarianism. Shout out, Marius! Great, great professor, great professor, Amazing. seriously, great guy. You know, but I'm I'm half. We're we're talking about this, and I and I'm typing an, an email, and it, and you know I'm spitting my bars, whatever, and it, it just starting to talk about whatever philosophy I can think of and just writing it and you send back you're like you're kidding right and then Darius <laughs> sends the beat he's like I've got it we're in this <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just I went on YouTube and I searched up Angry Birds trap beat and, and that was how we got our beat the whole time in the email I'm just like I cannot believe you two and then I did it with it so <laughs> yeah, man. and then we pulled up dropped it re- re- recorded it we edited some bars and recorded it in one night yeah, and now it's on SoundCloud, so you can find that. What is it? The real Connor is awesome, eighty-seven. <laughs> the real D-Buddy, thirty-two. Yeah, man. The real King Joshua, sixty-nine. <laughs> yeah, you know it. That's none of that. But anyway, back to back to King, not Guilford student yeah, Joshua. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> um, but I guess just before we get to that, in that weird roundabout way that we just talked about, it emphasizes the value of community at Guilford because. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't think at any other school I would just be like, yeah, boys, <laughs> let's make a song. And, like, you know, it's just and like. And be serious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, might, you, might, you might get together with your guys and be like, yo, yo, we're about to spit tonight. Yeah. It's going to be fun, right? Yeah. And then it's like, you know, you all end up just doing whatever. Yeah. yeah. We got to the studio and we're like, we're doing this now. Yeah. And, I, I, and it was I, like, I bet. You want to okay. go? I, Do it. And we spit. If I'm lying about this, I came around the corner and these guys were recording a cover of See You Again by Charlie Puth and Wiz Khalifa. And I was like, I forgot forgot about that. And then then we just like, we just, we just recorded that. that But like, okay, you know what? I'm going to call my shot for next year. I'm going to babe Ruth my shot for next year. All right, let's see this. My, my goal for next year, I spent my freshman year 
putting together an entire theater production. Right. My sophomore year, I want to get a bunch of musicians on campus because there are a lot of people on campus oh, yeah. that make music and release music. Right. I need to get in there. Yeah. <laughs> my, my goal is to, to make a group of all of us where we can function as our own almost like record label. Like Dreamville. In a way. That would be sick. Can you imagine? Exactly. Guilfordville. No, like, <laughs> let me let me like, Just imagine. G-Valley. <laughs> We all like promote each other's music and we give each other features and we can even throw like events and like concerts and like we can like have our I think own what, sets. I think what Cole did with Dreamville is dope. Yeah. I mean like, yeah. you know, especially coming out of, well I mean, Cole's just Cole. He, there's yeah. no one like him, but like, you know, even giving people the chance, like, I think that like, what's his name, Array, who, who dropped, uh, what's the song called? What did he drop? My Life with J. Cole. My Life yeah. within his solo song. Uh, quicksand. Um, quicksand was the big one was that, the big that pushed one, yeah. him off. I mean, like I think that song could have made pop charts on its own. Yeah. But then Cole producing it and then him dropping. What's it called? Hold on. Yeah, he released a lot of stuff and like he released some stuff with Polo G. I have and, no idea. Like, Hold on, I gotta find it out. But yeah, I think like even with him being like that, Cole being able to like promote him just because he's from North Carolina too allowed for him to um you know make it way bigger than he would have before yeah and my thing is like why isn't it possible for us to just like all have a group chat where we can yeah. just like help each other promote our own stuff and I can go in and be like hey I'm working on this song How, what do you guys think of it or like would one of you guys want to hop on this right or, we could do that I mean yeah, I mean now, and now then, we're brainstorming. But an even bigger thing that I had an idea for is why stop it just music? Absolutely, I know yeah. people who make films, and I know people who want to act in films. Let's get them connected. Exactly. I know, I, there's well, I know people who do fashion hey, and stuff it, like yeah, that. People if, who model. If you ever need um, any film expertise, I did take film one at my high school for our <laughs> credit, so I'm very qualified. <laughs> you um, know, and it's, the song was Quicksand or not Quicksand? Big decisions. Big decisions. Yeah. By Murray. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. That's a good song. But no, I mean like. You're totally right there because, like, I mean, and those go hand in hand. Yeah. Because, like, you know, you said you started with music and then it was, like, film and then it's, like, fashion and then whatever. But, I mean, like, shoot, music videos, all three. Exactly. You got people wear clothes in most music videos. (laughs) Not all of them. Not all of them. But, I mean, someone's got to film. The the people in there, they're going to be wearing clothes. That's fashion. And then someone's Mm got to write the music. Or if it's just, like, a film not even just a music video, but just, like, a film of some kind, and it's, like, a story. Like, background music yeah. can be composed. Some people like to Sound do track. instrumental stuff. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not as good with words, but, like, I know how to write music. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I can do that. And then, like, you know, like, that could just collab with... Or someone like you. Like, you're really good with words. I'm yeah. really good with making music. Like, yeah. that's why we're going to collab someday. But, like, th- those two together with a soundtrack... Plus, like, a verse from you or something, along with, like, the film and the art. And, I mean, it could just go all together really well. Yeah. Like, if anyone has seen Creed 3, um, Dreamville did the soundtrack for that. And, mm-hmm. like, like I don't understand why, like, like let's just say that like, someone wanted to, like, spend a year making a movie and, like, trying to film a movie. I don't understand why we couldn't get a group together and be like, okay, these are a bunch of people who do theater who, are, who have time and willingness to act in a film. We're a few musicians, let's throw you together some songs, maybe look for a soundtrack. Right. So that that way you don't have to worry about royalties because we'll just make it all ourselves and exactly. you can be in the yep. room with us. These people do fashion, hey, let's do some costume design. Like, what could you wear for these scenes? And, like, there are so many things that I think 
we can do as a community of Guildfordians if we all Absolutely. just commit to like putting our heads together and being like, I want to do this. Who on campus is down to be a part of this? Yeah. Because a lot of people will say they are. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about Guilford too, being so small. 1,200 people. I mean, someone asked me the other day on a tour, they were like, do you think you can meet everybody? And I said, yes. Yeah. Like, I think for sure. I mean, like, not that I'm going to be close with everybody, but like, I think I can meet every single person that goes here. Uh, Like I said, not close, but like some Mm -hmm. sort of connection, like know a face, know a name or something, but like just... That's one of the crazy things about Guilford, yeah. and it, dude, it's yeah. valuable. It's like I don't want to, I don't want to sound weird, but like honestly, one of my favorite people on campus is this dude that is like two rooms down from my room in Milner, and our interactions are just like, "What's up? How you doing?" Like you know, just like genuine, like small talk. But it's like every time I talk with him, like my day actually is better because yeah. it's just like, "Hey, how are you doing?" Just checking in on you. Oh, nice haircut. Blah blah blah, and it's just like. At my high school, like, if you just, like, went up to people, people would just be like, yeah, what do you want from me? Like, what are you trying to get out of me? Like, you know, they're looking at you differently. But here, it's like, people are genuinely kind and just, like, want to get to know you. So, I just feel like it's much different than other places. I almost never go outside and don't recognize anyone. You know, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I almost always see somebody, whether it's, you know, going to Rachel's, just walking to class. Yeah. It's a really cool thing. Like, you know, I'll just be walking around campus and then, like... I'll run into, like, I don't know, like, Liz Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Or I'll just run into, like, I don't know how many times this semester I've just run into uh, Kyle Farmbury just walking around yeah. campus and we've just, like, Shout had a conversation. Yeah, the last time I saw Kyle, he, like, congratulated me on my article and then was, like, asking me things about it because, like, he went out, the, he took the time to read it. Yeah. It's, it's just, Guilford encourages a really nice community vibe. And I think that as students and especially as an artist... And someone with interest in so many different forms of like art, we can do something really cool. And that's what I like to try and promote through like leadership. Like, look, we can like whatever we want to do as Guilford students, we have the resources or if we don't have them ourselves, there are people here that will give them to us. We have space. There's a lot of like there's a lot of places that like here and around where you can like film or go to do things. And there are a lot of people here who, if you ask them to, will help you. Yeah, definitely. I think that's one of the things that I try to, uh, as a tour guide, I try to sell that to people a little bit. You know, like, because I'm also not a liar. Like, I don't like to, I don't, I don't get on tours. And yes, I sugarcoat things a little bit. But like, when I'm sugarcoating things, it's like things that I actually like love. Like, like, I'll, like... I sell the hell out of the telescope on Frank. Like, I walk by, I'm like, this is the second largest in the state. It's yeah. dope. If you get to come here, go to see it. It's amazing. If you have a community thing, go do it. Yeah. Like, it's so awesome. And, like, yes, I sugarcoat it, but, like, it's super cool. I love the telescope. I think it's one of the coolest parts of our campus. Yeah. Our and, like, I tell people, like, you know, like, with the learning and writing centers, like, yeah, we have free tutoring, which is great because we're writing intensive. That shouldn't scare you because, like, everyone here wants to help you. Yeah. You know, people aren't just, like, we're not writing intensive just to scare people off and only produce the best of the best students. It's, like, we're writing intensive because we know it helps you yeah. and we want to help you get there. So. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, there's never been a time 
with an assignment or with an extracurricular or with anything where I've been like completely lost on something and haven't been able to get pointed in the right direction, oh, yeah. like one way or another. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone is here to help. And if they cannot help you, they will find someone that will be able to help you. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember one thing going back to Stickfly is that I, I remember I went to Beth and I was like, I might need like a couch and an armchair. And she was like, well, why don't you like go see if you can get storage, like stuff from storage. Uh-huh. And she gave me one person's email to like shoot an email to. And I got a response from that person the same day, giving me a different person's email and being like, yeah, here's like, I'll give you this person's information, but you can use all this stuff. Schedule a time to come take it. And then I ended up getting... The, ca- the exact couch I wanted in the exact like chair that I wanted just because like I got pointed in that right direction yeah I think that kind of speaks to what I was saying earlier about like you just gotta you gotta follow it because like you could you totally could have stopped after that first person was like sorry I can't help you mm-hmm. but here's the email and you could have just been like too much work yeah yeah if you follow that second email and it's only one more email and you've got everything you wanted yep mm-hmm. I think that speaks to the the idea of like you know, it's there if you get it. You just yeah. have to get. You you just have to work a little bit. You know, you're not going to get spoon fed, but it's there. You know. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, we touch. We we've touched on music. We touched on theater. Uh, your majors are. Let me see. Theater education and philosophy minor. Philosophy right? minor. Yeah. yeah. What do you? I mean, what's your hope to do with that after everything? So. My goal is to like my like my absolute like best of the best scenario is that I get into like film and movie like like TV and movie acting yeah. like Hollywood yeah, yeah and then also get into like directing producing writing my own stuff and like writing stuff for other actors and other people and like kind of be like in a Donald Glover position where it's like yeah. I can like do it all and like I can do what I feel like doing and what's speaking to me at that time. He's a great example. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a great that example is, of yeah. that. That's a great yeah. comparison. And then I'd like to like when I'm ready to retire from all that I would like to teach and I'd like to teach. Because what age? I'd like to teach like high schoolers yeah. or like college students. My goal is to expand access to the arts in like underprivileged and underdeveloped communities mm-hmm. That's awesome. because like I as again as someone from a lower income neighborhood in Baltimore I'm lucky that I had theater and that I had art and that for me specifically it wasn't just athletics and it wasn't yeah. just basketball or like gang life or anything yeah but for a lot of people, it was. Yeah, that's all they have. And for a lot of people, it still is. And I think that if we start to expand art into those communities and at least like show people, like, look, there is, there, there is more to life. And there is more that you can do and more that you can be than just like these things Mm -hmm. I think that that'll really be helpful and that's what I'd like to like that's my like goal even while I'm still you know doing like Hollywood stuff and while I'm Mm -hmm. still like filming and directing I would still like to establish like theater programs in schools that don't have them and I'd still like to travel and like 
like do workshops with kids to like introduce them to like the arts and to theater and things like that. That's th- really awesome. Yeah, I think that's kind of like I mean, we talked during the three week. I mean, you did your project on LeBron, which is you know, yeah. and, but not like LeBron James basketball yeah. player, like incredible. Like it was like LeBron James philanthropist businessman built in like the Promise School and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think that's something that's yeah. like. Kind of what you're looking for yeah, in the same way. Showcasing how to like use your platform to Yeah. Help. If I can go into a community of like schools that don't have theater, run workshops for like, let's just say 300 kids, and out of those 300 kids, 10 of them decide that that's what they want to do, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And that gives them like something to pursue and something like. Once I realized that I wanted theater to be my... Like, once theater was something that I just stopped doing for fun, something that I really wanted to pursue, like, I got really into it, started taking more classes, learning more about it, and I was lucky enough to be able to do that and giving other people opportunities to do that as well, and then for them to maybe do the same thing that I want to do in terms of, like, expanding it even more. That would make me feel, like amazing about the work that I've done yeah 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 as much as I definitely aspire to do all the Hollywood stuff and all of the big stuff I genuinely think that I would like forego all of that if it meant that my end goal of expanding art and expanding access to theater could be accomplished yeah yeah and I think it you know it's like some people choose to do things that are going to make them a lot of money but they're not happy and if yeah. that's the and if that's the life that you want to chase, fine. Not you specifically, but you know, yeah, yeah, some yeah, people yeah. choose to go be cardiologists and make bank and just yeah. stock up money, and they retire at fifty, and they live the rest of their life, and they've got fifty till death to be happy. Yeah. But you know, and then there's some people who choose a balance, do a job that they love, but do things on the side. But then you know, there's the what you're talking about there. It's like you know, some people choose to pursue their passions. Mm-hmm. Some people. Choose to like, you know, like if I, you know, like if I was going to do that, I w- there's a chance that I'd be like an admissions counselor for the rest of my life. Just like working with people it, at Guilford, you know, bringing them in because I love what I do already. Like I would mm-hmm. love to do that, but like I'm not going to do that. But like what you're saying is like if you could have the opportunity, that's like a super cool yeah. Yeah. choice and way to live. So, yeah, yeah, I think it is. I think that like in my personal opinion and how I'm looking at my future and my life I th- just think that the most like re- like the thing that I would be able to look back on and be like I took like my one chance at this life and made the most out of it is being able to say like I was able to like really touch and really help a lot of People and I was able to give back, and that I was able to like create things that matter and help people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to talk about, or we want to wrap it up there? Your choice, man. I mean, thank you guys for having me on Absolutely. the podcast. Thank, thank you for coming. Yeah. <laughs> thank you all, as the listeners, for listening. Come see Stick Fly. April 21st, April 22nd, 7 p.m. Sternberg Auditorium, and it's free.
Yeah, I definitely will be there if I'm on campus. Yeah, and if I've got the time, I already told you, man. If, I, if I'm here, I will be there yeah. at 629. Yeah, yeah, come meet the host of the Guilford College Effect. Yeah, I mean, I heard they're pretty cool people. I, yeah, I did. I heard, you know, I heard something, yeah. uh, something, something through the wire. They said they, they're pretty pretty dope guys. Yeah, so. I heard I heard that Joshua Wilson kid, that guest that's on the podcast, too. I heard he's really cool as well. Yeah. So y'all should definitely go out. You can get a signed autograph from King. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will sign autographs after the show. <laughs> that is what people want. I will be in line. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be first. I'll have my, my King CD. <laughs> Do I bootleg your music and can I have a CD and you sign it? Yeah, man. All right. Well, thank you for, like, like I said, thank you for coming. It's been awesome to have you. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, it's been a, an awesome, awesome first episode. Yeah. I think this is, could not have gone better had we planned it. Um, yeah, so this episode, like I said, or like Darius mentioned, it's Saturday or Sunday, April 16th. Um, hopefully this episode will be live in a few days. Um, yeah, go see Stick Fly. Go see it on Friday. It'll be awesome. Um, like we've said before, if you have any more questions for us, uh, you can email us. The, our email is thegilfordcollegeeffect, effect with an E, at, gil, at, at gmail.com. So thegilfordcollegeeffect at gmail.com. You can also check out our website. The link is bit.ly slash GCE, all caps, lowercase website. From that link, you can find our Instagram, Facebook, and everything. And by this point, whenever you guys are hearing this, that website will be updated. I'm going to throw up um, Josh's links for his music, that article that we mentioned, um, and just some links for everything. So I guess that's going to be it for everybody for our first episode. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you all. Yeah, thank you guys for coming. And like Connor said, if you want to be featured on the podcast, please check out our website and you guys can find the info from there. So thank you again for listening. We're going to leave you guys out with Josh's song, Wasn't Gonna Leave, from his new album, Chronicles of Us. Taking the air you breathe, breathe, breathe out Comes all my insecurities, with ease My next side, suicidal ease I'm gonna go away, the call won't pick up the phone today, uh Love shouldn't hurt, no way There's way too much that I want to say Can't breathe, you went like nicotine You poisoned my lungs When we shared a bed, you were cursing with your tongue Curse me out and kick me out, you did that Key the message in my car, is Matt Black You told your friends I'm toxic, I'm honest To God, this love ain't real as you promised You have a pattern of hurting me Baby, if you love me, then just let me be Every time that you up and leave me I just start to wish you could beat me So therefore a day you could feel what I feel Oh baby, I know that I'm better without you But my body loves it around you Someone wake me up, please This cannot be real Yeah, yeah We're gonna leave, 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 leave But it hurts to take in the air you Comes out my insecurities Monoxide and suicide on What did it mean, 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 mean When you told me all those pretty things
tears on your face That I would never wash away But I'll still say to you What I'm gonna leave, 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 leave But it hurts to take it in the air You breathe, breathe, breathe out Comes out my insecurity